Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Wrestle Rewind. Tonight is January the 7th, 2020, and uh, tonight myself, Tommy T as usual, joined by my co-hosts Double K, A-Man, Smokey Z, and Nico behind the scenes. Uh, I haven't been so good at announcing that over the past several shows, but tonight it's important to announce it, because tonight is our final (laughs) episode of... uh, Jesus. Starting off strong, guys. <laughs> this is our final episode from, <laughs> from our uh, Bon Air, Virginia studio. Um. Uh, and folks, I just want to talk about this for just a second. For those of you that, that watch us and listen, uh, this Nico does an incredible job of making us look really good. <laughs> And with that, focus issues. You would never know focus. that this show has been. That it started here, January twenty seventh of two thousand nineteen, and almost a year. And that was through the curtain. That was the show that mm-hmm. we were doing then. And now, as we move into twenty twenty, we're going to be essentially blending two shows together, and it'll be <coughs> under the Wrestle Rewind brand. But we're going to be bringing guests in. Um, a man, unfortunately, will not be able to be with us every week now that we've moved our show to Tuesday nights. Boo. And so we are going to be bringing in, uh, four, we'll be bringing in our fourth, we'll be guest hosts throughout uh, the, the time period. However, I want to make it clear that whenever a man is available on Tuesday nights, she will be uh, the, the additional host for <laughs> that night screwed but fair warning uh, uh, fair warning anyways um nico does a really good job of making us look good and uh we have managed i don't know for those of you that watch this particular program when this started as through the curtain in january of 2019 it was literally a table that was half the size of the one that we're sitting at we we were a little cramped in there it was three microphones yeah and it was in front of a green screen that was, you know, about six feet wide. And neither myself or Double K are small guys. And then when you try to bring a third into the picture, uh, it's a lot to squeeze into a six-foot frame. If you go back and look at the still pictures, I wish we had one, but we don't up there, of me and you crammed in. Nico, can you pull up? Uh, we were crammed in shoulder to shoulder with Timmy Danger piled up on the other side of the yeah, table. Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, and But it, what you couldn't see was just beside him, literally sitting in his lap, was Smokey Z, not listening to anything. <laughs> <laughs> not very good at the whole sound thing. So, Well, usually to be good at the sound, you have to hear a sound. So, 
not 45 minutes later, oh, hey, man, I and didn't hear anything. To, to, you know, this episode is going to be filled with a little bit of nostalgia for us because uh, this, <clears throat> for a year, we've been either taping or broadcasting this show from this room. And, again, Nico makes us look really, really good. But the reality of it is, is that this took place in a bedroom that is 12 by 12. You could have just said a spare room. And, well, okay, <laughs> but we, there it is, there it is. there's the, the yeah. picture. Yeah, that was, that's one of the early ones right there. Yeah, so, you know, it was a very different, uh, very, very different uh, set that we had then versus what we have now. Um, <laughs> I was actually in that one. And, you can't see me. Yeah. And, Were you? You know, it was just, it was tight quarters back then. And, um, <laughs> you know, we've come a long ways uh, in a very short amount of time. And we've added, you know, we've got four hosts now as opposed to <clears> two. <throat> we've added... Na- <laughs> <laughs> this <All right>. is... <laughs> We've added Nico, who has uh, just absolutely done wonders. So, Nico, for everything that you've helped us do from from what you just saw in Episode 7 and before that, thank you for what you have done for us. Uh, I give him a golf uh, be- clap. Because without him, we would not look as good as we do. And so we owe him a debt of gratitude for that. Uh, also... Uh, just to go to the nostalgia for a minute in that first episode, uh, I cannot. Timmy Danger could not be with us here tonight. He, he was trying to, um, but he could not be with us here because we wanted him as the first guest that was ever in this this room with us uh, to be here. In that first episode, uh, it was an interview with Timmy Danger and myself, Double K, and Timmy were here, and Smokey Z was on the audio. And at the, <laughs> I was just looking at that. Jesus. And so, um, it, nope. <laughs> just let it go. Okay. So, when at the end of that episode, forty-five minutes <laughs> in, forty-five minutes in, myself. Oh, look, th- there you go. Look There's, at that. Look at the yeah. difference between wow. now versus then. Can I say something really? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. At first glance, I thought it was Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> First wow! Not, nothing against oh. him. Just like the positioning, like he, like it's kind of you can't see his whole body. Holy cow! You know? Yeah. So that show aired on February twenty third, <laughs> but it was. I can't wait to see him tomorrow. Uh, it <laughs> it was taped on January twenty seventh of twenty nineteen, uh, and it was the beginning of what has unfolded to be a much more. Uh, Dynamic and developed venture um, from both myself. It's been a year. And double, it's hard to believe that it's been a year. Yeah. Um, but I cannot let this get off the hook, so I've got to get this story out. 45 minutes into that first episode, we finished the episode and then we concluded. And it was good. Yeah, it was a great interview. We finished the ending rift plays. Smokey gives us the cue that we're done recording. <laughs> And so I said, how did it sound? And Smokey's response is, I couldn't hear anything. Nothing. He heard nothing <laughs> for the entire damn interview. Hey, it still so, turned out pretty good after the second time we did it. It wasn't even live. So it's not like he couldn't have stopped us to say, hey, I can't hear anything. He said nothing. We did a 45-minute interview and wasted 
the whole thing because Smokey never heard anything that was being recorded. This is why I'm not on sound now. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Why you're not on sound now? So we had to retape that entire interview with Timmy Danger that after night. we took about thirty minutes trying to figure out why we couldn't hear anything. Right. So we, but we we managed to work through it, and uh, we trusted Smokey for about. One more episode. Well, it was more than that. No, I'm it just was, kidding. It was more like no, a, I, I, almost two months. We we let him do it for another two months, but we trusted him. Oh, well, we stopped trusting him. Like, right, immediately. <laughs> like, done. So what we what we started was a whole, can you hear me, before we started recording. And he would have to give us a thumbs up individually to make sure that folks could hear us. <laughs> it was just the first back episode. Back. We didn't have to say... What's that? Can we harken back to episode Sure. We got pulled down because we played... Yeah, we, we can. So for the first we uh, can do episode it. 12, uh, Russell Rewind episode 12, when we posted it, we showed the video hey, of... Hey, man, I can't see. Uh, it was The well, Fiend. I mean, don't lean off camera. Now you're good. Um, you didn't have to go that far. It was The Fiend for uh, his first time, the first time he showed up with Finn Balor in the ring. Oh, yeah. And uh, we actually got flagged by WWE. The, the show did. It was pulled down. <clears> Thanks for watching, Vince. Um and they, they, they basically told us that you're not allowed to broadcast our uh, product. And so I pushed back and filed an appeal with Facebook that under the Fair Use Act, if I'm not making money off of it, and I don't, uh, and I'm reporting it in the form of news, then under FCC regulations, that is a fair use clause, and you cannot stop me from showing that, that media. Uh, WWE then later... Uh, lost that argument and so our show was put back up for folks to be able to see that has since only happened one other time and we managed to appeal it the same night and it was put back up the same night in the middle of our broadcast so uh wwe zero wrestle rewind two um you know that that's the one feather in our cap that i think we will always try to tout Oh, absolutely. We're going to talk about that until... Well, we're just going to talk about it. So, um, yeah, and that was uh, very exciting for us to be able to go through all of that. Now, here we are, uh, episode 32. Episode 32. 32. Um, Having uh, missed a few weeks. uh, Speaking of which, we will miss another week uh, next week, folks. Um, Everybody's moving next week. Everybody. So, um, as a result, there will be no show next week, uh, hence one of the reasons why we're leaving our Bonaire location is because uh, I am moving, and so this uh, particular space is not available. I'm expanding my household, um, and so um, that will be, uh, <laughs> that will be um, one of the reasons why Wrestle Rewind is going to go on the road. Um, we are looking at a potential location for our first on-the-road show. Uh, however, until it's confirmed, uh, I'm not going to make any announcements for it, but I will say that uh, it's something that we're really looking forward to. Uh, we're going to be visiting multiple different venues for this show across the course of the year, um, and hopefully still being able to provide a show on a weekly basis. Uh, we'll see what the schedule looks like as we move forward, um, but that's the plan is to continue to have it on a weekly basis every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. And, uh, you know, now we'll move on past uh, some of the nostalgia and let's talk about, uh, let's start this week with AEW. So I saw a really interesting picture. I think you actually sent it out. And it's funny that 
the things we've talked about on this show, we've seen it in WWE, and then now, of course, <laughs> if we talk about it, there's clearly somebody else talking about it. And uh, there are multiple people now and, and media outlets that have picked up on wrestling media outlets on the fact that Chris Jericho's work is just not what it used to be. Mm-mm. His in-ring work is not what it used to be. Um, hey, man, you have not been here for the past couple of weeks, uh, and I know that you follow... So are you saying, like, a man? Or are you like, a man, you haven't been here for no, a while? a man. Okay, just making sure. Um, Clarifying for those at home. So last week we talked in-depth. There's a picture right there. We talked in-depth about the fact that uh, Chris Jericho's, in in our opinion. Oh, yeah, that's rough. um, His his prime is is over. And he's, two things. One, he's actually doing right now what he ridiculed and criticized John Cena for doing, which was burying younger talent. While you're constantly being put over. What? Just the the way the, the caption responds to fans who say he got that. Uh. <laughs> Just the way they were. I mean, they're not wrong. And one of the things that we talked about in depth last week was the fact that that's okay. The three of us were actually of the opinion that it's kind of time for AEW to move on from Chris Jericho as far as being their top guy. I I feel like I didn't mean to, you were going to say something. I no, feel no, like no. if if Again, Jericho fan, he's in my top five all time. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you look at an entire <laughs> body of work, yeah. No, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just yeah, no, he's in my top five all time. Okay. Um, in ring, <clears throat> mic work, I, I, everything. I probably agree. And you look at the longevity that he's been able to have, he's been relevant in every single decade that he's wrestled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think moving on from him, though, Will actually elevate AEW more, way more than if they're afraid that removing him from that spot is going to hurt. I think they could not be more wrong. Because I, I think the best thing about Jericho is he doesn't have to wrestle. You can have him on your roster and we not and not week. wrestle for six months, and no one would probably even notice, really, <coughs> or mention it at all, because he is that entertaining and he is that captivating. That guy can go out there and do anything or nothing at all, and you know exactly what he's doing the entire time. I think he could literally to, just stand at the end of the stage and just yeah. watch. Well, and he doesn't need a title. Anything. He no. does and not need a title. I think going into it, looking back, this Especially was probably that one. their right. best decision. Um, but I think now is the time for them to pull the trigger and put the title on Moxley at Revolution. Because Moxley is their best option at this point. Because they haven't built up Kenny Omega. Yeah, they haven't built up Kenny Omega. They already kind of... I don't think they're going to build up Kenny Omega, though. Sorry, I was talking to you and watching the match at the same time. It's Mystery Science Theory style, so feel free to keep talking. Well, we are. But my, um... I've been thinking about this for a while, and I'm... I want to ask you guys, what do you think the response would be from us as fans if this version exactly was, they debuted October, beginning of October, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. the past three months or so, what do you think us as fans would be saying if this version of Kenny Omega was in WWE and WWE was treating Kenny Omega exactly how AEW is? Don't you feel like there would be out Kenny Omega in, in particular? Don't you think that... 
there would be an outrage. Yeah. Because yeah. They, AEW, I'm. This is my main thing with them is they have not built up Kenny Omega. But I think people are looking at it, and why there may not be an outrage is because he. I mean, that's AEW is his. And I'm I mean, not it belongs. Sh- you know, it's all yeah, these guys. He's one of the. Executives. But he's an executive, so yeah. he's kind of in that role with AEW, where yeah, it's almost expected. Her. I. I don't disagree with that, but I think that's why. And I and I'm not saying there should be an outrage, but I'm just saying it's it's funny to me how we as fans we accept certain things from certain companies, but if WWE were doing the same thing with that same person, we would be crapping all over it. And then sure, so because Kenny Omega was their top, one of the top stars, mm-hmm. him and Jericho going into yeah. it when the company started. So there's a couple of things that I uh, that I want to <clears> touch on there with you, and and that is one is I, I agree. I think fans all, always try to find flaws in WWE, but they try to make excuses for AEW. And, and not just AEW, just AEW, yes, anybody, ROH, anybody who's everywhere. not WWE. Yeah, but in particular, they, they point WWE the finger and blame so. WWE, yeah. and then they make excuses for the other folks as to why that's okay. Correct. Prime, let me give mm-hmm. you a couple of prime examples. One, on the notes of Chris Jericho, what we talked about last week was that if you go back and watch where other people, other talent from AEW have been asked about Jericho, there's one subject they never talk about. His in-ring work. His in-ring work. They talk about his backstage influence <laughs> when he talks about the promo skills and, and all of that stuff. As where, when they talk about Dustin Rhodes, mm-hmm. they talk about his influence That's backstage. But they, they also right, his in-ring But work. they talk about yeah. his ability to get in the ring and coach them through their skills. Like They're not talking about that with Jericho. Mm-hmm. And so, going back to the WWE versus the rest of the wrestling industry point... And I would challenge anybody to sit in this room and have this conversation with me on this show that if I were to put two simulcasts on the screen of matches that are going on in AEW on a Wednesday night versus NXT on a Wednesday night, and for the mistakes, the mishaps, the poor timing, the botched moves, everything that happens, yet every time it gets criticized, well, they're new, or they're trying to build talent, or they're trying to do this, they Mm. want to do this. If that was happening on a WWE product people would be throwing them under the bus. You see how quick people are to jump to the internet when there's network issues or things yeah. of that nature. Oh, yeah. Like, just like immediately. immediately. Or they don't even like the Well, they're sitting they there like this. Like the finish of the match. Wait. Yeah. They're yeah. sitting there like this Any little waiting. Thing, yeah. And, and then, so, like, guys, I, I get it that you want AEW to be successful, but no fan is going to make that happen. AEW has to make that happen. They're the only ones that can determine whether they succeed or fail. I think what they've got is a foundation to do something really cool. I really do. But if they continue to do this reboot WCW thing that they're doing, I have a fear that they're going to finish the same way WCW did. The Kenny Omega thing, if I'm AEW, I'm not going to push Kenny Omega. I'm not going to push Cody Rhodes. I'm not going to push the Young Bucks. And the reason why is because if you do, then you are WWE. Mm -hmm. Then the criticism starts because so, now they're no longer. Him? Well, no, at some right point now, you have to. But and I'm not saying Kenny should be champion right now. I don't think any of the elite should be yeah. champions right now. I think how they have it set up right now is ideal, champion wise. I think Jericho should be the champion, but I think Moxley needs to beat Jericho at Revolution. And my point with Omega was the issue is if Moxley does win the title, <laughs> who is his first opponent? Because Moxley's a good guy, right? 
We, I think or, he's kind of that gray area guy. Okay, so like, who's his first opponent? Like the I, the dream match would have been him and Omega because of the feud. They yeah, just but they had. ruined that already. Exactly. So yeah, that, like, it was so ruined. Put him with Omega because they could have been building him up or doing whatever they wanted with his version of his AEW version of Kenny Omega, but they're just kind of throwing him in the tag team with Adam Page. So I'm not I'm not crapping on it. And I'm that's just, not. I just good. feel like it's underwhelming. Like Kenny Omega was one of the top <clears> guys in the. Did you did you say it was underwhelming or was not? It was. Oh, it's absolutely underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, maybe I can. I don't hate it, but it's just like I feel like it's a waste right now. Yeah, I I agree. Um, but I think some of that's intentional. Uh, Again, because I think you have to be very cautious with what you do with him. And quite frankly, Kenny Omega's work in AEW is not the same as his work in in Japan. It's not, and I think maybe it's my fault for expecting it to be. Um, And. And I so As part of that too is is that I'll tell you we've talked about this on the show before too. Not everybody has the ability to take the hats off and be the wrestler and the production guy. The yeah, one I was about that we say it's probably because there's he's, only he's one. That, there's only one that's done <clears throat> it and done it well, and he's still doing it now, and that's Hunter. It's like his theme music says: there can only be one. Yeah. So yeah, I was about it, to say it's probably it's. It's not easy because you're trying to focus and do but, a great job as the production every, side, every but kid, also you have knew a great that match. Going in, accepting that position, you knew you are. If we're just focusing on Kenny, he was one of the top wrestlers in the yeah. world. Yeah, you I mean, knew going into that that's your title and that people are expecting a certain. But when ego gets in the way, are you really going to look around and say, "I can't do it"? Or are you going to say that I can do it? If you're if you're this guy, I mean, I get in it, the but world, maybe take like a different role then. Maybe not Too late. EVP. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, but I don't know. I just, I wish that well, and you don't, I guess was up in that position to be the next in line to at least challenge. But I feel like that's one of those things that you don't know until you're there. Like, you think you can yeah. do it, and you think you can do it well. All right, so let me ask you this question. If not Moxley, in, next in line for a title, for the title, who? Because we know it's not going to be any of the people we just talked about. Like, who would it be? And I... That's my... There is nobody. Yeah. Really? Here's the the challenge that AEW has, and I don't think they've done a good job with it, and this is what I mean when I can distinctly remember two years ago when Chris Jericho did an interview and he buried John Cena because he said John Cena was only good for one thing, and that was burying talent. Yeah. That was what he said. He did did do that for a while. He said he was past his prime and that he wouldn't put people over because he would always win in his matches. Right. Well, here now we are. You want to be the pot or the kettle because that's exactly what. Well, we're doing. I mean, if if we're talking and Cena isms, I mean, the same thing happened to him when he buried the rock yeah, yeah, for leaving so, and being a part timer. Yeah. So, but the difference is Cena has now come out in an interview and apologized. Well, no, I get it. No, I know. I'm just said. we were along those same yeah, lines because he was like, you know what? That was a different point in time in my life. I mm-hmm. understand it now. And I and John Cena at that point then. believed what he said. Yeah, I'm sure. And so, no different. Wholeheartedly, than, yeah. no different than what Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins have said about Brock Lesnar. Like, they, none of those guys like the fact that he gets to show up. But again, we've had the Brock Lesnar conversation. When when everybody else can put the asses in seats that yeah. he does, then Vince won't need him anymore. Right. So so but pick, I, so pick one. Going back to that, the Brock Lesnar thing. The more you show him, the less valuable he loses his appeal. Yeah, exactly. Right. If he's if Brock Lesnar shows up every week on Monday Night Raw. You will not get the same appeal with his showing up as you do when he pops up every now and then. I think and I think that's Vince, one of the biggest issues, though, is I, when you're taking somebody and showing them 
every once in a while. Of course, you're going to get a big pop because you're like, oh, we haven't seen them for a while. Let's go. So here's the, the tickets here's or whatever. The thing. When you're a UFC fighter, how many fights are you actually having a year? Two, maybe. 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 If you're one of the younger maybe. guys, you're in a lighter weight, maybe six at most every other month. Yeah. Right? So that's what... one of my favorite matches. Mm-hmm. That's what... debut, right? His that's what match? Brock is good at. So, Vince stole that appeal. He was like 22 at that time. Yeah, that Vince was ridiculous. stole that appeal from UFC. Because that's why people, if there were UFC fights every single month, guess what UFC wouldn't be right now? You're going to get this leg drop, brother. They would not be in business right now if they had UFC fights every single month. Well, well no. they do, but yeah. they, they've got so many people. That right. So that's, It wouldn't be the same, though. Like, that, right. That's the difference with what they're doing with him. Now, AEW... AEW, what I'm they're doing breaks my heart. From the mouth. AEW, what they're doing is they're trying to build a program. They are, but they're trying to do it on a foundation that I'm not sure is really setting well. Well, I don't think. What is really the foundation? So here, here's the question. And this is the question I'm going to pose to each of you. Nico, you can even chime in on this one. Hey! hey. Part of the show. Who? What's up? <laughs> name a top guy from AEW other than John Moxley or a member of the elite. I'll wait. You mean that can challenge believably for the title? No, nope, just... a top guy. Someone that when you think AEW, that's the face you see. Orange Cassidy. He's the most overworked guy they have. Yep. Period. Yeah. Uh, there's one more that I'm waiting Darby for somebody Allen. to say. No, I, don't, I don't see Darby the, Allen as one of those guys. I think they make I'm not, it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I just don't I think see, that he is. I see him being one of those guys this year. I see this guy, year, yeah, yeah, yeah. This year. I'm talking about right now. If you were to think AEW, and it's not a member of the elite, and it's not... Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is where I was going. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Not who I was thinking of, but... Is it George No. Good Lord, no. Who's the other most synonymous name right now with AEW and the rest of the elite folks? Who's Cody Wrestling at Evolution? MJF? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to... That's why I asked you that question, because he's... I don't think... He's. I couldn't see him challenging for the title. You think what? I don't, yes, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see him as a top guy right now, but he to me is. So I'm. I see him as a top heel who's not Jericho. I guess what what I was looking at in my mind is when I think about news articles that I see, repetitive names. Oh, for sure. Then yeah. So yeah. I think they're trying to push him there. Yeah, but so. What I'm what I'm lost at is I go back and I watch the YouTube videos from uh, being the elite and how they talk about all these things that they're going to do about <clears throat> building talent and developing people and doing and I don't see you doing any of it. Mm-hmm. Well, some of your lower card matches, quite frankly, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, and I go back to my post or my pre AEW launching days when I used <laughs> to talk about them. Buckle up. Some of your quality matches. I wouldn't even want to see on an ECW show <clears throat> because they're awful. Yeah. 
I love the timing it. is awful. Yeah. And I get that they're trying, and I respect the fact that they're trying. But I just don't see you accomplishing, and maybe it's because you're young. And you've got a long ways to go, because I do have to remind myself that they're four months old. Yeah. I mean, I and do, I do were, have to remind myself of if that. If we were to look at their roster and get like a median age, it would probably be mid-20s. So yeah, you have yeah. to think like their experience level isn't you're up to par for your <clears throat> NXT talent. Meaning yep. they don't have five, ten plus years under their belt already by the time. So when they're getting to NXT, like your Adam Cole or your Daniel Bryan going straight to the main roster or back to NXT back in the day, like whatever it is, like they have more years. So I don't think AEW isn't I don't think they're not building talent because they are. I just, they're not being consistent with it. So for a week or two. That's a much better point. For a week or two, Luchasaurus was the hottest thing out there. He got hurt. Well, no, but before that. But even then, like, you would see him for a week or two and then you wouldn't see him again. Or he'd be on AEW Dark or something like that. So they're just not consistent with it. And I don't know if it's just a lack of time or what, but yeah. There we go. Yeah, I, uh, I just, I'm, I'm lost with, with some of this. Uh, Maybe a little bit older than my choice, but you get, you get what I'm saying. I mean. Experience-wise. There's not a whole lot on there that screams, I'm a star. Expect, well, except for that guy on the right next to MJF. He's a star. <laughs> I will tell you that, and this is going to sound really bad, and I'm sorry in advance. Oh, God. Do we but, need to censor it? Quite frankly, I've actually lost a little bit of uh, the pop that John Moxley, Dean Ambrose used to create. I don't feel like he has the same appeal now as he did when he was in WWE. You want to know why I think he gets the following of the fans? He gets that following... Because he's not in WWE anymore. Mm-hmm. The fans are just happy. Because that it's the he's, cool thing to crop right, on WWE right, right now, and that's what he. Well, he didn't necessarily so, do it, but he took. He left. He did. You know, and so I think that's why people love him right now, is because of him leaving WWE to come to AEW, and the whole how he left, and then what he said about WWE after he left, and just everything about it. Because, that, like you said, that's the cool thing to do right now. Well, that crap on WWE. You know, that's the most noteworthy thing he's done since he's left was bash WWE. It, it certainly hasn't been really many matches. Well, in that match, the unsanctioned match that he had with Kenny Omega was just awful. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was just awful. God, it was like forty-five minutes. It, oh, but it was, of, it was awfulness. Awful. It was forty-five minutes of awfulness. And like, I, I got to tell you right now, <laughs> I, well, I saw when I see Chris Jericho in the ring on AEW right now, I change the channel. Yeah, I don't want to. I mean, to that, I can't tell you the last time I was trying to think. I can't tell you the last time I watched a Jericho match. And I, you know what? I said it last week. I said it the week before. Whenever we did it before, I make it a point. I do watch AEW. Yeah, like I make it a point. So I'm trying. Nico was, and I'm hoping, but they're not giving me much to really. Was it uh, Jungle Boy or Marco Stunt that um, he did that uh, timed exhibition with Jungle Boy? It was Jungle Boy. Was it Jungle Boy? It was Jungle Boy. Was it, it was Jungle Boy? Yeah. So they did a timed match. That he had to last 10 minutes in a ring with Jericho. With Jericho. Jericho. Non-title. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jungle Boy, yeah. And uh, that, that match was awful. 
the first well the first five minutes of it were probably pretty good but I can tell you right now Jericho can't and that's go stra- that's a Jericho can't go 10 15 20 25 minutes anymore that was yes okay the thing the main issue that I have and I don't know necessarily what they can do to change it or just flat out not do it but I like for instance with Cody the first match he had with Darby mm-hmm. Allen it, I, I'm pretty sure it was a time limit draw, right? Like it there was. was. It was right. a draw. The second time. They got damn near close to the time limit in that one as well. This one, he goes pretty much the whole distance. Yep. Your top guys can't wipe out these, these right. I don't want to say these lower card guys, but these new guys. Like You mean Jericho, who's been in the business for over 20 years, right. can't beat a... And I, I appreciate it. But at the same time, like, it's happening too frequently. Like, yeah. I don't want to keep seeing Cody and Jericho and Moxley being pushed to the limit by these younger guys. Right. But, but is by them doing that, is this an example of people who don't really know how to build young talent building young talent? Is this what they're calling building their young talent? And I don't... In the- because what I'm saying is I don't think they're I don't think it's necessarily wrong what they're doing, but it's just too frequently and with too many different people. Well, like if you had so Jungle Boy, right there, Nico. I want you to rewind this just a second. That was awful. Just a second, right before the the backbreaker where he throws. Yep. Let's start here. Just wash this exactly. for a second. Not that far. There you go. Wait, what? That That's awful. not how that was supposed to I end. I didn't. I wasn't even looking. Do it again. Because you've actually, Jungle Boy's done that move before. And usually the opponent flips over. Oh. Yeah, no, that was... So that's an example. But if you just continue to take a second and watch this... Well, let's take it back a few weeks earlier when the Cody Rhodes goes for the uh, power slam and Jericho completely well, But you're, you're going to see it in this match here where he just... so. You're now, we've got three minutes and 40 seconds left. So we're seven minutes into this match, seven and a half minutes. And Jericho just starts to get sloppy. Sorry. Well, it's because he can't, he can't breathe at that point. Huh. Well, and I got to tell you, anybody, if Jericho wants to get mad that fans said that he got fat, I mean, just look at him laying on his back right there. He got. I mean, they're, he, not, they're not wrong. He's portly. He's a little soft around the midsection. Well, I mean the bubbly. We'll do that to you. I'm not going to say he's fat. I don't think he's fat. But he's not the Jericho we used to see. But this is to your point, A-Man. How is it that you have this guy that probably weighs half as much as Jericho does taking your AEW World Heavyweight Champion to the limits and seven minutes into the match and Jericho can't breathe? I mean, he is struggling. Yeah, you know... And, and Jericho just, didn't even look like that when AEW launched on October 8th. Like, he's gained no, weight he since yeah. then. Yeah, he definitely did. I'm still going to put it on the fact that he was on the board <clears> with Fozzie. I mean, still, though, man. You know what's coming up, though, bro. Come on. But you know what? That falls under Nico. Still making excuses for AEW. Uh, That's true. But, but, but who's champion is he? He is Who's champion? Right. One of the words, my, my least favorite move in wrestling. Between that and the catapult. The catapult oh, the is catapult the so worst. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I hate that move. Some people could do it really well. It's Name one. Go. Michaels. 
<laughs> somebody who can do it now. I would put Shawn Michaels up against anybody in the ring right now, and I guarantee you he could still do it better than they can. With one eye. With one eye. <laughs> I, I was I was trying to hold something back there. Left eye? I figured. It just depends on which turnbuckle you're looking at. Well, and just like that hitting sequence that was right there, that was awful. <laughs> so, anyways, I think we've, we've, we've had the conversation. We've buried, we've buried it now. Um, I just, I think that Have they we? got they got work to do. They do. And I'm, I just, I'm still positive on their outlook. I don't see them ever beating WWE, but I no. see them being maybe a strong second. Good. Just kill them. I'm sorry, Dad. You're good. Did I say something that's. Oh, did you? I didn't do anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't do a thing. So it is whatever I said. <laughs> Not anymore. Me? Oh. <laughs> you. That typically does roll downhill. Speaking of my iceberg! When we look at when this podcast fails, we'll look back on this episode. Oh, no. No. If it was going to be, if it was going to fail, it was, we've had, we've given it multiple chances. Anyways. So let's talk WWE. We are, uh, what? uh, (coughs) Two weeks away from, two and a half weeks away from the Royal Rumble. So we've. News of Brock Lesnar. My eyes are watering. Mine too. I'm crying. <laughs> News of Brock Lesnar's entering the Rumble is number one. Any guesses as to who the winner is going to be? Sensitive. I don't think Lesnar's going to win. No. Um. We still don't even know who all's in it, so I'm going Keith Lee, though. Like we were talking about before, I'm. I th- because the title's not on the line. No, the title's not on the line. He's merely just entering to kick people's asses. Well, Which, I mean, not for nothing. Like, it's, I think it's, it's pretty smart. cool, though. It's I like smart. it. Yeah. Like, if you really think about it, L- let's be real. Whoever eliminates Lesnar, you don't have to. Yeah. That, that's his WrestleMania opponent. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Because we probably won't see Lesnar again until WrestleMania. Any guesses on yeah. surprise entries? Well, I think we all know one already. Yeah. John Hennigan. <laughs> Sorry, John Morrison. I didn't think <laughs> <laughs> uh, but We're going to need you to use proper names and terminologies over there. Um, I don't know. I mean, so I, I think nowadays surprise entrants are hard because last year there really weren't any surprise entrants. Because now you're because now you're using Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. That doesn't leave a whole lot of room for actual surprise entrance. Right? Do we see a CM Punk surprise? I, I mean, because maybe Punk could go face Rollins. You know what happens if we do see that? You know what happens, right? I'm pretty sure I know what. Should happens. we talk about this bet one I more think time? This is a good time to bring it up. Perfect time. Just so you know, the viewers at home are making fun of you right now through my phone. <laughs> I don't care. If they only knew why. 
She knows why. God almighty. <laughs> um, so, let me ask you this. When we get to Mania, after Punk, you know, surprises at the Rumble, and books a match at Mania, should we shave all this before we tape your arms up? <laughs> no, leave it there. It's more fun when we have to take it off. <laughs> it's a nice touch. I mean, it's like a small dog there. <laughs> That's about the size of Toby. <laughs> Same color hair and everything. You good? You good? There we go. <laughs> Forty minutes. So, any guesses? Though you say Keith Lee, who wins the whole yep. thing? It's so early, and this one is really up in the air this year. Yeah, I feel like they haven't have really no like. There's no <clears throat> real guess yet because you have no idea what direction they're going in. Can every? I'm on the same page with you. I'm not saying Keith Lee, but I definitely think it's going to be an NXT star. Well, if it's going to be an NXT star and it's not Keith Lee, there's only really a very small handful. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. It could be Adam Cole. It could be Matt Riddle. I want. If I had to pick an NXT guy, Matt Riddle. So here's why. Velveteen Dream. Here's here's why I don't. Again, it's still a small handful. Here's why I don't. I don't think we get Matt Riddle winning because I'm. I would put money on we're going to get Riddle Goldberg at WrestleMania. They need to do one or the other with him, though. Like um, because I, I mean, we already know that they taped segments for that angle. Yeah, you so, saw it in Goldberg's. Yeah, uh, so twenty four. Yeah, whatever. so and those were taped specifically for yeah. the the build of those two. And so. even damn well, Matt Riddle or any WWE superstar is not going to continuously call out employees or fellow workers. Oh no. Without WWE being okay with it and right. knowing why, you know? Right. Like, I just... Maybe so, once or twice, but not repetitively, like, over months. Well, I mean, we've had that conversation on this show before, yeah. that if you think that WWE doesn't know what these stars are posting on their social media, yeah. you've lost your mind. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, I get the people like, oh, that wrestler's speaking out. N- no. Um, you know what happens to wrestlers who speak out? <laughs> Go see ACH. But here's the thing. Let's let's put it in like perspective. The fact that people do believe it is a good thing. Oh yeah. Because if there's people out there that aren't believing any of it, then why do it? Then what are we? Because Goldberg can still go. They should do that this provided year. Provided he then... doesn't concuss himself. <laughs> I mean, no. Do not headbutt doors. No. Yeah. Um, provided do... he doesn't concuss himself, then oh, yeah. Goldberg can still go. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, he actually, and he was the one that said his last match with Ziggler, he was like, that, that's not my last, Mm -hmm. my last match. Um, so we are going to get something else out of him. Um, I have a fear that the, uh, match that we're going to get, um, from Lesnar, like I told you guys this before the show went on the air, is Vince is very big on a Tyson Fury Lesnar match. Cool. Um, he thinks that's a big money ticket. It's not. Um, I just don't care. About it's that. only big money for what Vince is paying for it. Right. Um, Nobody's going to show up excited to see Lesnar Tyson Fury. No. Um, Nobody's going to show up excited to see Lesnar Velasquez either. No. For that matter. Or Roman Reigns. That match that. Uh-oh. Smokey, Smokey just got kicked off the show. I won't go. 
Well, it's a little late now, isn't it? If Roman Reigns is wrestling <laughs> Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, I will sell Could my you ticket. imagine? I will sell the ticket, and I will not go. Because I will not put my money towards <clears throat> watching Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the 400th time in the past three years. Man, that's fair. All right, so, so would you... Okay, go you may be going where I'm going. Go ahead. No, you go. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so what do you do with Reigns? Is it Reigns Fiend? It's exactly where I was headed. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. And does Reigns beat the Fiend? No. God, no. Um, is that what you want, or that what you th- is that what you think they're going to actually do? Do you think they're going to have the Fiend beat Reigns? I think Reigns Fiend could be a really good match. I think it could, no, I'm I'm actually like look. I would I, look like I'd be that. okay. I would be 100 on board with it. I think that would My be fear. We know who's going to win. Do we know? Maybe that's the whole swerve. I don't know. No, they don't that, really that's push Roman as hard as they that's, did before. So not yet. Not yet, but it's just now January. The Rumble hadn't happened yet. It's yeah. We got four months. Technically, hasn't started yet. WrestleMania season start. You know, starts when somebody wins the Rumble. Yeah. So there's still plenty of time. What if Reigns wins? Because we saw his interview on what last last week on Friday, or not his his backstage segment with uh, Daniel Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Pretty much saying he's entering the Rumble, he plans on winning it and challenging the champion, and he hopes Daniel is the champion so they can fight at Mania. They had that pro- or backstage they did. segment mm-hmm. on Friday. They did. So that's a little seed for us to start saying, oh, you know what? But I, it's pretty... It's also the season a, where they start leading us everywhere. Right. Yeah, but... Like, we could end up... I, I, God, no I would hope so. We could end up with a Taker Fiend match, which would be amazing. Uh, the, what I did hear the other day is title versus career. Vince is oh, actually you know I'm here for that. I'm Vince, all about that. Vince is actually God. Uh, highly considering um, fiend. I mean, not fiend. Uh, Taker Sting. Um, well, this is the year. It, you, it know, the, the, you know the twelve the the ten to twenty year old in me wants that more than anything. But, you know, I heard an interview somewhere. That I don't Is it going to be a five-star match? Probably not. But and someone said that that was their point. Like, doesn't even matter. Just go in there, hit your signature moves, and be done. It, All we really a, care about is the entrance, the stare down, the moment. The moment. It's and not a five-star match, but it's a ten-star <coughs> feel. Well, if you keep it short, you keep, it keep, it at, short. keep it short and keep it at a brawl. Yeah. Right. Ten minutes max. Who wins? Ooh. I don't think either one of them. Double count out. Who wins? I don't think either one of them. And that's the thing, because you can't have Taker lose his thing, but then you're really going to have Sting come in and lose twice at Mania? They would do that. Oh, and I don't think Sting cares. I don't think Sting cares, but no, I think but they would do that. Just, but on, could I could, see, I could see an ending where they're both laying in the ring. And instead and the of comes out? and instead of Taker sitting up, maybe pie, that would oh my god, I would kick imagine? I would kick somebody in the back of the head for that. Could you imagine they're both down, the lights go out, and then the kick two people in the back of the head, yes. eerie, or the lights <clears throat> break down like it does, and he just even if he has a match later on, what the, who, who cares? Woo, good save. It's <laughs> close. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but no, like that, that I would bit. kick somebody in the back of the head on that. One. I mean, that's probably never gonna happen, but. No, I mean it sounds good though. Yeah, yeah. I'd book it. But and then and then we never see Stinger Taker again. But anyway, I did hear someone else say too. I would hate that more than anything. What do you think about if Randy and Brock at Mania? Mm, We've seen that. Yeah, but what else have we not seen with Brock? 
I mean, there's plenty. What are we doing here? That we that seen. would actually happen though, um, or be probable to happen. I mean, I I think that you give. I think you give. <laughs> Brock. He had something in his eye. Why did they choose that for him though? Come on. I think you give Brock somebody who he can lose to that you need to build. So if you get a, a Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee, Keith Lee, Keith Lee. Drew McIntyre, I can Bobby get him a little Because if you notice, he's slowly turning. Or do we finally? Who is Drew McIntyre? Or do we finally yeah. get the the Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar? Match. If Bobby wasn't doing this dumb crap with Lana, maybe. No, this is unless this ends awful. soon. So over this thing. It's awful, and I wish they had left Liv Morgan with a blue tongue and color in her hair versus this shit that they've done with her. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Like, and I'm there's. Yeah, I, I can't word that any other way. It is awful. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, this is like a storyline Vince wanted years ago with like Stacy Keebler and Sable or somebody. Yes. And they refused to do it, and so well, um, found somebody. Well, Lana will do anything. She's desperate for TV time, and that's the only way she's going to get it. Mm. 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 She's awful. Mm. Yikes! Hot take um, there, double K. Well, I mean. Fight me. So, uh, <laughs> let's, let's uh, go. We're going on our 45 minute mark now, so let's go ahead and move on to uh, our fantasy draft of this week. Uh, and uh, this week's fantasy draft was the three greatest female in ring performers <laughs> of 2019. After that last segment, I bet you can't guess who's not in mine. Oh, I can. I, I can. Um,. This week's going to be a little bit tougher, though, because there's four of us drafting instead of three. So, the uh, as we've done in the past, we will allow Nico to determine who gets the draft order. So, Nico. It's Ashley. Okay. Amen. You get first picked of the fantasy draft for this week. Who is your first round pick? For the best in-ring performer, female in-ring performer of 2019. Is it in-ring or just overall? Yeah. Just, oh, we'll say overall. Overall. Yeah. Okay, how can you not say Becky Lynch, man? I mean, how could you not say Becky Lynch? I mean, we I also. I mean, say, how could anyone not? Say I would say Becky. Lynch. Is that where you're going? Yeah. All right. I'm going Becky. Definitely. How many people are we picking, Tommy? Three. Mm. A man says Becky Lynch is her mm-hmm. number one pick. Nico, who gets the second, dra- second draft pick? Uh, Zach. Zach. Who is going to be your first round pick? Ronda. Ronda Rousey. Mm. Nico. Tommy. All right. Why I got to be last, man? Because you blew up the room. No, I didn't. <laughs> I just, it only affected Tommy, if you noticed. Because <clears throat> I'm sitting next to you. Well, she's sitting By right the there. time it gets to them, it's above them. Not maybe. All right. So for my first round pick, I'm going to go Shayna Baszler. Ooh, I'm, that's that a good pick. <clears throat> and oh, double K. 
I mean, I got to do it if we're going all of 2019, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yes. My turn, right? It is your turn. I'm going Tessa Blanchard. Tessa like Blanchard. It. Yeah, buddy. It. Smokey. Got him. I was like, God, you're awfully aggressive over there. Good lord. I was just marking out my other picks. Now's when we need some Jeopardy music. Yeah. He's trying to pretend he doesn't watch women wrestle, but you know he does. <laughs> He's afraid if he answers too fast, we're going to crack jokes. I was going for a different reason, but... Going the boss. The boss! He picks the balls. But she was good at it. (laughs) 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 Alright. For my second pick... I'm actually going to go <clears throat> Bailey. Damn you. I was sitting here thinking Bailey, too. God. Hmm. Hmm. I know. Double K. Oh, thinking. Blanchard was a good one. Thanks. I thought so. It's kind of like I, I blank sometimes. Like, I can't think of... Like, I just need a roster. I mean, yeah, me too. I think you know? this is more like for... obvious ones. Hey, I'm talking. Well, I'm just kidding. You know. <laughs> this is more really... She didn't really do a lot the entire year. But I'm going Rhea Ripley. <sighs> ah, good choice. Thank that you. That was going to be my, my last one. All right. Hey, man, we're back to you with your third and final pick. I'm going to go Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. Yep. Smokey, your third and final pick. Ember Moon. Ember Moon. Ooh, I know who I'm going to pick if you don't do it. For my third and final pick, I'm going to take Tony Storm. Oh, I was debating on that one. Wait, who, who was your second one? Double Rhea Ripley. <coughs> Double K with the final pick in this week's fantasy draft. Eo Shirai. Eo Shirai. That was a good one. Good pick. So I have failed to get our previous two weeks' drafts on here. So I'm going to have to get all three of them posted on our Facebook page. Come on, man. And we'll have a a week for folks to vote on it for who has the best draft. The tag team one was was fun. That one was fun. This one actually, yeah. Um, Last week's was pretty fun. I mean, they're pretty fun. Actually, you know, I think you may have the best looking at it. Not going to lie. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, maybe. You look all around. So we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll let the fans be the determining factor of that. And uh, next week, well, we won't have a show next week, but our first on-the-road fantasy draft uh, will be 
Are you ready? Ready? What? Yeah. I don't know. Kind of nervous. Your top three greatest WWE champions. Ooh, I like that one. Of all time. I'm good. I'm already got them. All right. I need to write that down. I already got my top three greatest three. WWE champions of all time. I just had three pop in my head immediately. Of I'm all good. time. Of all time. I'm just going to go ahead and draft my three now. Well, I think we already know one of yours. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Brother. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> So that's going to take us on to our <laughs> final segment of the evening. And uh, Amen, you were not here, but for two weeks in a row, Smokey has maintained his Wrestle Rewind Trivia Intercontinental Championship. And if you notice, his right shoulder and arm are bigger now than his left. <laughs> for a different reason. <laughs> All right, well. Um, Jesus. I don't, I'm surprised, We've though. been over this. We have. Surprise, what? double K. Uh, yeah. right. So, here we go. This week's Wrestle Rewind trivia. It was Christmas, I felt yeah. like giving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all know. You know that's true. <laughs> Not true at all. <clears throat> this, uh, Hold on, I'm not this, ready. this week's Wrestle Rewind trivia. The first ten questions will all be multiple choice, and they are from the history of Hell in a Cell. Yes. Mm. I like that one. Same rules as always. Person. (laughs) Person who gets the most points at the end of the game. There's 15 questions. Smokey. Don't. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Don't. Points at the end of the 15 questions is the winner. Smokey Z is our reigning defending champion for two weeks in a row. Question number one Who faced The Undertaker in the first Hell in a Cell to be featured at WrestleMania? Oh. Was it? Wait. No. You said if she had read that. Who faced Undertaker in the first Hell in a Cell to be featured at WrestleMania? Oh. Was it Kevin Nash, Kane, The Big Show, or The Big Boss Man? I'm so just. Can you please turn it over? <laughs> Hold on. I'm so distracted. I can see that on the camera. Then turn it's it over. It's green. <laughs> it's green. <laughs> well, no. Well, when she talked about Hornswoggle, I drew a clover. Coming up on your 30-second mark. Oh, I thought it was like 30 seconds. Like, wow. Nope. So here's your first hint. Uh, this wrestler, at one point in time, was a member of the Ministry of Darkness. Double K. Big Boss Man. That is correct. It was the Big Boss Man. I was already thinking it. So. All right. So I'm going to give a bonus point. If any of you can answer the following question. 
at the end of the match, the big boss man was left in a vulnerable position. Vulnerable position. What was that position? Double K. He was hanging. He was hanging. That was. How did they do that? Well, because it wasn't 2019. Uh, Just uh, a, a hook on the backside of his yeah. vest oh. that connected to the rope, so that it was actually pulling on his Could vest. Could you not imagine his neck. them trying to do something? Oh, uh, nowadays. Oh, no. <laughs> Question number two: Who won the first six-man Hell in a Cell held at Armageddon of two? A man. I feel like we've been here before. <laughs> Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is correct. Nice. That's a good one. Question number three. Which pay-per-view featured the first Hell in a Cell match? Amen. In your house. That is incorrect. All right. <laughs> Didn't... <laughs> <laughs> Did you? <laughs> okay. No way out. Armageddon. <laughs> Bad blood. <laughs> or the Great American Bash. <laughs> what was the first one you said? No way out. <laughs> is there a hand on this word at the 30 second this part? Is the Great American Bash? That is incorrect. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> No way up. That's also incorrect. <laughs> it was bad blood. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Hey, man, if you want some of it, I'm going to make sure you can get it. Okay, thank you. Well, hey. <laughs> Every day. 5,000 calories a day? Just bulk it up? Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm sure Tommy loves it. A lot of protein. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be air movement in this room. <laughs> I warned you. I told you. Question number four. Who was the first superstar to defend the WWE Championship inside a Hell in a Cell match? Was it The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, or The Rock? Amen. Triple H? That is correct. It was Triple H. Yeah, I was sitting here going one way in my mind, but it, it wasn't. Question number five. Who first defeated Triple H in a one-on-one Hell in a Cell match? <clears throat> was it Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, or Batista? Smokey Z. Batista. That is correct. It was Batista. Uh, hey Champs on the board. Hello. Question number six. Who scored the pinfall in the Degeneration X versus the McMahons handicap Hell in a Cell match at Unforgiven of 2006? Amen. <laughs> are you looking for the team or one particular person? Who scored the pinfall? Who scored the pinfall? Big show. That is incorrect. Was it Triple H pinned Mr. McMahon? Shawn Michaels pinned Mr. McMahon? Triple H pinned Shane McMahon or Shawn Michaels pinned Shane McMahon? Remember remember the first two? Triple H pinned Mr. McMahon or Shawn Michaels pinned Mr. McMahon? (laughs) I didn't. Smokey Z. So Shawn pinned. That is incorrect. Is there a hint with this thing? I'm not going to give a hint for this one. All right, repeat the one. 
First, the, the remaining th- options are Triple H pin Mr. McMahon, Triple H pin Shane McMahon, or Shawn Michaels pin Shane McMahon. Triple H pin Shane. That is also incorrect. Triple H pinned Mr. McMahon. <laughs> After, who can name what preceded that pinfall? Smokey Z. And they pushed Vince's face in the big show's butt. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was very politically correct. So Smokey Z gets the game all tied. All tied up. Question number seven. Whom did Undertaker face in a Hell in a Cell match at Armageddon of 2005? Was it Mark Henry, Mr. Kennedy, Kane, or Randy Orton? Ooh, it's not where I was. 2005. I don't know. Double K. Kane. That is incorrect. Amen. Who did he say? Kane? He said Kane. Uh, can you give me the choices one more time? What was that last choice? Can you use it in a sentence, please? Mr. Kennedy. And the other one was Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Mr. Kennedy? That is also incorrect. Was it Randy? Randy Orton is correct. The champ takes the lead with one point. That was the year that uh, he faced The Undertaker in a series of matches. Randy Orton faced him in a casket match, and then it ended in a Hell in a Cell match. I don't remember them in this. Question number eight. Who was the special guest referee for the Kevin Nash Triple H Hell in a Cell match at Bad Blood of 2003? Was it Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Ricky Dicky Flair, or Mick Foley? You just had to be here for that. (laughs) No. I mean... Is it Mick Foley? Smokey Z, that is correct. It was Mick Foley. Smokey. Question number nine. In which Hell in a Cell matchup was a barbed wire chair used for the first time? Was it Triple H versus Cactus Jack? Triple H versus Batista? Triple H versus Shawn Michaels? Or Triple H versus Kevin Nash? Amen. Versus Cactus Jack? That is incorrect. All right. Oh, I'm glad you buzzed in first Double then. Double K. Uh, name the other three. Why your chair? It wouldn't be in a... Triple H versus Shawn Michaels? Triple H versus Kevin Nash? Or Triple H versus Batista? I was getting. I was going to say what you said. Yeah. You just got in there first. That was a barbed wire bat or barbed wire two by four that was used. In I'm going to go Kevin Nash. That is also incorrect. Smokey Z. Batista. It was yeah. Batista. Really? See, I was completely wired to say exactly what you that said. One, but I didn't know if that was the first one. See, this is what happened. He's you know. He just picks up at the end. All right. Next five questions, three of which are multiple choice, are going to be coming from. The 80s and 90s. Alright, let's go. <laughs> Brother. Right. Smokey. Damn, Smokey. There are still five available points on the board. Oof. With two more correct answers. Actually, with one more correct. No, two more. Then you would be the winner. Question number 11. <clears throat> what was the late Andre the Giant's last WrestleMania appearance? Was it WrestleMania 6, WrestleMania 7, or WrestleMania 8? Not his last match. His last appearance. Hmm. 
You said six, seven, or eight, right? Are the six, seven, or eight are your choices. <sighs> there will be no hint. Yeah. Double K. Seven. That is correct. It was WrestleMania seven. Question number 12. What city hosted the fifth in your house pay per view? <laughs> was it Hershey, Pennsylvania? The Silver Dome. Evanston, Illinois? <laughs> or Rochester, New York? Huh. Kind of like Rochester, New York. Great things come from Rochester. Mm-hmm. Hershey, PA? That is correct. It was Hershey, Pennsylvania. I didn't mean to do that. Question number 13. <laughs> Who was Diesel's opponent at WrestleMania 11? No multiple. No multiple choice. All the multiple choice questions are now gone. Mm. Is that... I don't want to ask you. I'm sorry. He's not going to help you. Here, let's talk it through. <laughs> let's talk it out real fast. Double K. Sean. That is correct. It was Sean Michaels. God. That makes me so bad. That's my bad. <laughs> Two points left. Smokey. Oh. With one more point, you win. Uno mas. Question number 14. Who did The Undertaker defeat at WrestleMania 11? Hmm. Well, we have, what, 20-some choices? 20? 22. 22. God, I'm going back through them all. I've got one that I think it could be. Me too. At 11, right? I'm trying to think of the year. WrestleMania 11. What year was that, though? I know. That's, that's exactly what I'm doing. God. That's exactly what I'm sitting here doing. Freaking year. Like, I have a guess in my mind, but I don't think it's right. But it is somebody that he beat at WrestleMania. Yeah. Right, you go first. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this man <clears throat> also shares his name with a legendary creature. That's not who I was thinking. Ricky Steamboat? That's a boat. That's a boat. I was thinking <laughs> Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, no. Okay, all right. No. That's, that's fair. You I saved it. That. I you saved it. it, all right. If you're going on Steamboat, though. No. Three seconds. I thought we get two hints. Yeah. Time is up. I'll give you one more hint. I thought we, I was we always get hit. two hints. Yeah. Well, I, there have been some questions I didn't give you any hints on tonight. Well, right, but go ahead. So I'm going to give you your second hint. <laughs> he shared the latter part of his name with a character from the 90s sitcom, Married with Children. Oh. King Kong Bundy. That is correct. It was King Kong Bundy. From the beginning. Wait. Hey, man, you are now eliminated. But your first hint. A legendary legendary creature. King King Kong. Kong. Oh, (laughs) shh. 
and know, then, the, 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 the thought that I was having before any hints was Giant Gonzalez. And I was, I was thinking King so, Kong Bundy the entire time. So before I flipped it to look at the answer, yeah. Giant Gonzalez is what I had in my mind, but then I remembered that was nine oh. because they were at the Right, palace. because that's why I was sitting here trying to think of the year. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. All right. So this is down between... Again. Here we go again. <laughs> and Double K. Question number 15. Who did Owen Hart pin at WrestleMania 11? Who is it? You're a dumbass. <laughs> it was I, a man. I, I would put money on the fact that you? neither of you are going to get yeah. this. Who did Owen... And at which one? At what? WrestleMania 11. Who did he pin? I have a couple thoughts. I'm going to go ahead and give you your first hint. He's a, currently a WWE Hall of Famer who was recently inducted. Oh, now I just added just the beefcake. That is incorrect. Oh God, I've got several in my mind now. That didn't. I mean, it helped a little, but not really. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just. I'm waiting out the second hint. I mean, I'll go ahead and give it to you. Yeah. Um, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. As part of a faction. Oh my god. I'm racking my brain right now. So many factions. I don't think I'm going to get it. Yeah, I got nothing. All right, time is up. I will leave this question on the floor. Nico, can you start the timer again? I will continue to give hints every 20 seconds. The first one to get the answer That's fair. Like, wins. I just can't get my head wrapped around it. I'll go ahead and give you your, your next hint. He was inducted as a member of a faction, how also he was how part, however, he was also a member of a tag team that held the WWE Tag Team Championships multiple times. I'm dying here. Hey man, I think it's frustrated because she knows Well, that's answer. okay. She should have answered more questions. Uh, like, I think I'm narrowing it down, but keep going. He is a former trainer for NXT and oh, the WWE Performance God. Center. Wait. Next hand. He is also currently an executive producer for All Elite Wrestling. Double K. <laughs> Give that other answer. Come on. Is it Billy Gunn? It is Billy Gunn. I was going Billy Gunn on the hint before that, and then I was like, you know what? Oh, she came home, baby. I was like, that's going to be a part of DX. I know it. And I was trying to give hints that wouldn't just give it away, but when I I got to the last one, I was like, I have nothing else to give. I, I, I had Billy on the one before that, if it makes you feel better. But I was going, in my mind, I was further back than DX. I was too far back. Oh, yeah. So with every hint, I was coming a little more current. (laughs) 
Yeah. So Double K returns. Stretch this thing back out so it'll fit. <laughs> the uh, now multi-time Russell Rewind trivia champion. Oh yeah. Um, folks, good game, uh, man. It has been a pleasure and an honor for now a year being able to sit in this room and do the Through the Curtain podcast, which has now evolved into Wrestle Rewind. And it is hard to believe that as we close out tonight's show, that's, this is our last episode in this room. Um, it started with three. There's now five. And so I would not rather sit in this room with anybody else doing this than the group that I'm in here with now. So it would be as fun. It wouldn't be the same. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, it might smell better. And then tonight, <laughs> yes, I was looking for the can of Febreze, but I feel like you stole it before the show started. Nope, I did not. Um, <clears throat> folks, uh, for those of you that have followed us for the past uh, thirty-two episodes and and beyond, I can tell you that solidly from myself and the rest of the group here, we thank you. We appreciate you taking the time <clears throat> to watch and listen. Uh, this is time in your lives that you don't get back. It's time we don't get back. Um, and we do this uh, because it's fun for us, and, and we enjoy doing it for you guys. And, uh, you know, you weren't here for the New Year's episode when we've now been uh, listened to or watched by more than 40,000 people. I was blown away. That's um, amazing. Across all the videos, across all the platforms. So, and how um, many countries was it? It was like something crazy right uh, several 33 33 yeah 33 crazy. countries um, <laughs> so uh i mean granted it only takes one person from that country to log on matter. and look at it but it's still it, it doesn't matter, matter. we yeah. we reached that yeah. country and we've yeah. won two fights against wwe kind it's of a good year so it's a good year guys um, you know it, and i love you but don't ever do that <laughs> <laughs> ever and we've done it in 32 episodes yeah 32 episodes so we have now we have been seen. That's a country more, per episode. We have right. I was going to say we've yeah. been seen in more countries than episodes we've taped. So That's pretty, uh, pretty you sweet know, right there. Uh, from us uh, here at Wrestle Rewind, again, this being our final show here in uh, this particular room. The next time we'll be coming to you, we'll be coming to you uh, on the road. Um, and uh, stay tuned to our Facebook page. That's where we'll make the announcement as to where we will be tape, taping that next episode. And uh, we look forward to seeing folks out in the field uh, and interacting out with in the fans. Field. Out in the field. Uh, and, uh, and some of these are even going to be coming live to you from uh, some, some wrestling venues. So we're excited for that. We're looking forward to the change. And, uh, again, no episode next week, but we will return in two weeks with our fantasy draft of the top three greatest WWE champions of all time. And uh, we will see you then, folks, as always. Uh, we thank <clears> you. <throat> and uh, it's Tommy T. Double K. Amen. Z. Nico behind the scenes, and we are signing off from our last episode coming to you from the Bon Air studio. Have a good night, folks, and we'll see you in two weeks. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. 
Learn more at cbp.gov careers.